the Where's My 40 Acres podcast is recorded in front of a Ratchet Studio audience. Wow. Shout out to Fino Black, this music lover, Twan Burgundy, Silent Ace Media, man. Mindset of a young nigga with idle time. They say a devil's workshop is an idle mind. It's hip hop infiltrated by a wicked built industry. I'm me, I'm representing for the underground. Independence, Fifth Amendment, freedom of speech. The revolution is pending. But it's cool, cause you see, we on a mission. Television off, this a viral petition. Man, and I hope you pay attention. The WM48, we keep it real. Everybody, 
You're listening to the Where's My 40 Acres podcast. Hip hop minus the bullshit, <laughs> ratchetry, fuckery, and uh, scoop diddy poop, poop diddy whoop, whoop, scoop diddy poop. That's got to be the best fucking trolling ever. That shit is so goddamn dumb. And niggas waited two minutes to get to that point. Like, niggas was like, okay, this beat. This beat, because I seen people in the chat, this beat kind of dope, though. This beat might tear the club up, though. It don't sound finished, but sound like it might do something. And you like, but when Kanye going to drop these bars? And this nigga literally says, but these bars, though, these bars, and starts doing hood nigga scatting. And that's the end. You get about 20 seconds of that, and then the song is done. That's And that's Lift Yourself. That's horrible. <laughs> that was my first time ever hearing it, and it is absolutely horrible. <laughs> that, that shit. What kind of Windows 95 scatting is that? I don't know, but that shit, you know, the way people was mad over that Future song, That I bet y'all love Lottie Dottie Da now, huh? <laughs> I bet y'all love that shit now. <laughs> Lottie Dottie Da, La Oh My Da, Pat Reason Sir. <laughs> Put me in the car. <laughs> bang. Burn out everything. I bet y'all love that shit now. Y'all, hmm, this is what y'all get. It could, y'all ain't, y'all won't listen to it. See, it could always get worse. <laughs> Kanye is the proof. It could always get worse. And Scoop Diddy Poop would not have made it onto the Black. If Scoop Diddy Poop had made it onto the Black Panther album, Killmonger would have won. Okay. Shit. <laughs> scoop diddy poop. Poop whoop scoop. I just can't believe he really said that. I mean, he put the church bells on and everything. Lift yourself from on hey, Lift yourself. And then you scoop diddy poop. I'm like, wow. Not in Jesus' name, sir. No, you did not. Just scoop diddy poop in Jesus' name. Mm-mm. What how everybody felt in the um studio when he just like oh i got a verse it's in my head. i gotta get it out and that's what came out you know what it was it was that uh gif of jay-z sitting in the studio all them niggas is wild he in the middle of like i'm not supposed to be here <laughs> is that gif i'm so much better than this this is why rockefeller's not gonna last it's like one of my wow. favorite gifts ever because you can see that he realizes he is just better than these niggas. I'm just a better nigga. <laughs> I'm than so all these, this right now. These dudes are not going to be around me in five He's years. Like, this is so 2001. I need to find me a good woman and a record label because this is not <laughs> this is not in my future. I'm better than this. I did not sit and study the dictionary every morning while eating cereal with a fork. To be at this point at 28 years old in the studio listening to Poop Diddy Scoop rappers. Mm -mm. Poop Diddy Scoop. Scoop. I wonder if, well, Claude and I could get some, um, an endorsement for like the Pooper Scooper. Like, you know, the cat litter? <laughs> if he had a cat singing that shit while the shoes being picked up, that might actually work. That might. But that would be how far Kanye has sunken at this point. 
infomercials. <laughs> yeah, they got an infomercial Kanye. Not an infomercial Kanye. This may that might be what we dealing with. Infomercial Kanye. <laughs> he dramatically falling down the stairs and shit. He dramatically talking about slavery and shit. Do you have trouble holding a glass? Oh, oh no, oh no. <laughs> you need magic gloves. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, yo. Is I knew it? it was bad when I saw that hair. I was like, oh. Yo. What's yellow that? hair is always a sign. It's yellow. And then in, in some other instances, it was like growing out. So it was like B-colored, black and yellow. Like mm-hmm. it just, it looked a mess. Did you, call it, did you call his hair whack and yellow? Whack and yellow, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? Okay, Wiz Khalif. You caught her man yeah. whack and yellow. So uh, I... No. I I don't know what to say at this point. Like it's just I don't know, but can you say it deeper and deeper? Can I, you, just, I just mute them. Are you gonna come back to the computer anytime soon or the headphones? Or you just gone forever. I'm out here. No, ma'am. No, no. You were mm, you were a good ways away. You was you was in another time zone. Yeah. Like, it's getting further and further away. You was like See, sneaking away like from the Kanye podcast right now. He's like, I'm I'm not sneaking away. I'm just sounding distant. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do about Ye. Um, and we'll talk more about that later because that is gonna be a that that's just I mean, Ye is Ye's music. I won't say Ye himself. Ye's music is like a part of the heart of this podcast. So <laughs> for him to be acting a super straight up fool. And for there to be absolutely no hope for his music on my side right now, I don't know what to do. I, you know, I'm one, I think we're all, you know, where, you know, Kanye's, all his albums are fire. We, we weren't one of those ones to be like, oh, we stopped fucking with him after graduation. Absolutely not. When, you know, when Jesus came out, everybody was like, what's this? Uh, I I don't know. It's just, just very, because Kanye, I mean, we all know how he is. He's very, you know, erratic. He says things just out of the blue. Like, we kind of get that from him. Like, that's like the, the gift and the curse of Kanye. Right. That, you know, we've known to love. And I don't know... What's going on with him at this point? I don't know if this is I'm off the meds, Kanye, or I'm on the meds, Kanye. I don't mm-hmm. know what this is. Yeah. I don't know what this is. Cause I, you know, I know he went in, you know, um, the hospital. I don't know if it was drug-related or if it was just psych-related. I can't remember, but yeah. I thought we could, us not hearing from him and having these babies that maybe, you know, it was, he was getting to be a little bit more centered, but right. I don't know what the fuck going on. But he I just looks know. like, he looks very dead and his eyes look very dead. Yeah. He doesn't, he, in that white voice, that new white voice he has. Yeah, the new white voice. The new white, the new white voice <laughs> is bothering me so much. Like, I can't get down with that shit. When he starts talking, man, you don't understand, man. Like, I'm, you know, I'm just so in one with the universe right now. I'm like, Kanye, what happened to your list, bruh? What happened to your broken jawbone? 
Nigga, it's metal in your mouth. Why you sound new? Because, you know, it changed when he started, like, when he dated Kim, that voice changed. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it changed from, I, I speak normally Kanye to, like, Valley White girl Kanye. And I was like, mm, where does this voice come from? You guys okay. just don't understand. I've, you know, I'm making music. I'm doing things. Um, uh, you know, my my Yeezys are selling off of the racks. Are you pronouncing all of the hard R's right now, Yay? You are. I'm enlightened now. It's only a matter of time before you become <laughs> as lightened as Yay. I I'm an artist. I'm from the universe. That t- whoever decided that posting the full TMZ interview he did helped his case is a fucking idiot. You're like, the, yes. the, the shit y'all didn't hear Ye say. And then you hear all the It's like the ultimate edition of Batman versus Superman. All the shit that they cut out of this three-hour film that now makes it three hours and 40 minutes. And it's nothing but bullshit dialogue and terribly acted scenes. Shit that should have stayed on the cutting room floor. So there's a difference between a director's cut and a theatrical cut. A theatrical cut is a director's cut that they cut down to fit into the cinema, okay? That isn't the director's cut is like this is the edition y'all would have gotten if I hadn't to follow the formulaic formula of releasing films in theaters. Right? This is the shit I wanted you to see. That ultimate edition of Batman versus Superman is not what anyone wanted you to fucking see. Okay, that's just like everybody is like, I heard there's an extra three hours of Black Panther. Don't nobody want to see that shit. Okay, don't I don't want to see them niggas sitting around drinking coffee behind the scenes and getting ready to go out and fight a fake battle and doing cartwheels that wasn't necessarily needed to be part of the movie. Y'all act like it's gonna be four hours of action scenes. That's not what it's gonna be. It's gonna be unnecessarily di- unnecessary dialogue. They don't tell you shit. It's gonna be stuff that's <laughs> completely unstory related. You know, it might be just a bunch of Star Lord, and nobody likes Star Lord right now. So, I don't want Man. that shit. I want the Ryan Coogler cut. If Ryan Coogler has a director's cut, I want that cut. That's what I want. I want the shit that he had to cut that he didn't want to cut that he left in there because that shit is all dope. <laughs> but I don't want eight hours of Black Panther footage. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm boom mics hitting people in the face. I don't want to see that shit. <laughs> Waiting for yeah, niggas that, to come I back from their trailer. That TMZ. Whew. And, you know, it just made me. It made, like, I, of course, with the, the guy, what's his name, Van? Yeah. What he said absolutely is what all of us wanted to say to Kanye. But I really was looking at also as well his, like, Kanye's mannerisms. Like, yo, he was he, so blown. He was so lost, like yeah. He, like even at one point, like he did that whole like um like the awkward, uncomfortable smile. Yeah. And then he, it was just like wow. I'm sorry, I upset you, he, brother. I was like, what the fuck was? What did he just say? What? What did he just? I'm sorry, I upset you, brother. <laughs> Has somebody put Kanye face <laughs> on that guy from um, Atlanta with the with the blonde wig? Oh, I know you talk. You talk about uh, uh, what kind of IPAs do you have what is, today? What, what is his name? Um, something. 
What is his name? Something Books? Oh, I gotta find his name, but that is Kanye in a nutshell. What the fuck was his name when he became a white person? <laughs> oh, I gotta find. I gotta look. We gotta look that. I can't one. think I what can't his name was when he became a white person. It was like one of the whitest names you'd ever heard. It was like Henry Boots or something like. Oh my god, what was his fucking name? <laughs> <laughs> Either way. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry I upset you, brother. Let me get a hug. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Oh, Lord. But, uh, yeah, we got to find that name. Cause I'm that sure. Hey, can somebody show. in the chat look up old boy's name from Atlanta, the band episode, the one that was Rachel Dolezalin and his, what his white name was? He's <laughs> a 40-something-year-old white, na- white man named uh, something Books. Something like that. I don't that. know what they're doing here, officer. <laughs> I don't. Re- I don't recognize him. He's definitely not from around here. <laughs> I mean, lied about every job he had too. He's like, I'm a. Like, <laughs> oh god! Was it Harrison that Booth? I don't know what his name was. Figure out what his name was. Let us know. All right. So, um, yes. so this while everybody else was upset over Kanye shit, uh, Felt Five took it upon himself. To get back at me for saying all the negative shit I've said about Brandy's dry ass starvation voice and oh, how y'all need to stop acting like that woman can sing and not, and give her throat some moisturizer, but it's not what was happening. Clearly, like she need a lot. Of, she needs some olive oil and tender love and care. Okay, y'all gonna stop acting She's like She's another psych patient too, but you know, mm-hmm. I'm just um, let me see. So, so Fel Five sent me this video. He knew this was gonna upset me. And DJ, you should be able to see the video. I'm about to, I'm about to play it now. Loving you, loving you is easy because you're beautiful. Making love to you is all I wanna do. so annoyed right now (laughs) i I tell you this if you're doing all this extra shit you better hit this note you better hit this fucking note that's all i'm saying (laughs) you doing all this extra shit you better hit this motherfucking note Please tell me she hit the note. I don't know. Please. Let's find out. Let's find out if she hit the motherfucking <laughs> this note. Is, this is the point of the song. <laughs> Let me see if she hit the motherfucking note. <laughs> that is not the note. <laughs> that ain't nowhere near the note. That ain't in the same valley as the note. That note don't have the she same knows, area dude. code. You see her face like, oh, that ain't God. that fucking note. I mean, I mean <laughs> it's, it's a note. It's not a it bad ain't that note. note. It just ain't the note. That's Why are we song. doing this song if you ain't gonna do the damn note? This is like doing shot. Like if you ain't gonna hit that motherfucking note again, why are we here? Why are we here? Tell him and shit because I'm looking at where this is coming from. What was that, bruh? Look, look. He knew. Niggas, no, I'm a mini representative fan. No, I'm a fucking mini representative fan. You did not do this. And then got the nerve to title this shit Twins Hit Mini Ripperton High Notes. Nigga. 
I also don't like all these runs, all these unnecessary runs they doing. She ain't taking enough breaths. She don't want to hit the nose. Can y'all just give me my Starbucks coffee, please, so I can go? <laughs> I'm having an allergic reaction to the song. She's giving y'all the 90s I can't do that. Don't do that. I don't want this. <laughs> Here we go. What is that? Where was even Good in the job. tip? Good job. You should get hit that. Good job, ma'am. She didn't try. She, she kept it in her. In her, her she notebook. did not try. She was like, I can't get this. So why are they wow. singing this song? Why? They, and see, and see, this is why I can't fuck with the Facebook culture. Because y'all accept shit like this, and I'm not even saying these two lovely ladies can't sing, because they can fucking no, they sing their asses sing. off. They can sing. They can sing their asses off, just not this song. They just can't sing this song. Just not, just not this song. You know, but I, I will say this too, because they might have just uploaded this video, right? Just them singing a the song, everybody like, oh, that's beautiful. But somebody put them little captions on there. They hit the high notes, right? So now you already going into it, like, mm-hmm. I'm not judging anything but these high notes. That's it, bruh. No, first and first then of when all, they don't hit no. the high notes, you're like, nah, like, nah, you can't do this. This nah. is false advertisement. Bruh, listen, no, it's not false advertisement. Them singing this song from jump is false advertisement. I don't care if you put they hit the high notes or not. If you pick to sing this song, which is a slow love song that people remember and love because of the fucking high notes, if you can't hit them, don't sing this song. Like don't. Man, I don't, I don't and I mean, you know, every whole song though. Like. Man, look, nigga, don't sing this song. Everybody, and just because, and I think that's the thing too. Just because you can sing does not mean you can sing everything. Right. Some stuff ain't and, for you. you know, Nobody you can sing do. everything. Right. It's it's probably you know a hand, and, and I mean that's a, a little bit of people that probably can sing, you know, like a good amount of things. You know, like Whitney Houston in her prime probably could sing anything like just that's how effortless you know her voice was but like you get somebody like for example like Christina Aguilera who in hindsight she can sing but she does all this run stuff mm -hmm. and she oversings things mm -hmm. and then she sings stuff that if she just sang it normally she could really it would really be good but since she does so much it sounds bad she's just so damn loud right and it's like, girl, we know you can sing all these runs and all this other shit. Like, no, ma'am. I just feel like she grew up it. in a noisy house, and that's why she she sang like that. She sang like she's still inside that noisy Christina, house. Christina, Christina, sang like she's trying to prove to everybody that she can that sing. she that she not white. And that's how she like, sang. You don't have to do all that. You can just and sing. you white Latina girl. Yes, you are. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> but it, I mean, if you can sing, that's fine. No matter what skin color you are, you know. But. Again, that doesn't mean you can still sing everything. Just don't pick this song, man. Like, I, I'm sorry, but even, like you said, even Whitney Houston in her prime could sing anything. I'm not even sure Whitney Houston could sing, could hit these no, notes I on said, this song. 
most things. Okay, well, I was everything. about to say because I'm like, listen, Minnie Riffleton was a gift from fucking God. Okay, yeah, she she had an octave range that was off the charts. And with them whistle, mm-hmm. them, them, them whistle notes, it ain't too many people in life that will ever be able to hit that range. Okay, so some stuff you need to just leave it alone. Like we all sing it in the car with the window up, and that's fine. But D got on YouTube and sat in their little cute chairs looking all cute at each other back and forth being all cute and shit. They was all, girl, you killing that mini. I mean, I know, girl, you about to kill that mini too. We ripping apart this ripping. And then they get to them high notes and it's like, do, do, ah, move on to the next verse, girl. You got to do, do, Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I, I feel like we need to recreate this. Yeah. <laughs> uh. God, oh, I was man. so mad when I saw this shit at work. And now you know what made it worse? I was listening to um I was listening to Aretha Franklin. And I paused it to listen to this. I was so bad. I was like, what? <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> oh my god! It made me want to go listen to a mini Ripperton anthology. I was so damn That's mad. That's a shame. Yo. Oh, beautiful, a, beautiful singing ass. But twins. you know, you know what the thing, extra thing is too. Like they still sound better than what Brandy could do. Nick, okay. First of all, y'all gonna stop giving Brandy all this clout. All right, because okay. I don't understand what y'all doing anyway. I don't get it. It's Brandy, right? What was the last dope Brandy album? I don't know. Nobody. Knows. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was that? Um, for people who listening right now, uh, of course you're listening to the Westmore Forty Acres podcast. Uh, if you would like to send us an email, it's podcast at westmore40acres.com. If you'd like to call us, it's 443-832-3494. You don't have to worry about any of that, though. If you just go to westmore40acres.com and you click on the little phone symbol or the email symbol for a post, that will automatically either bring up a screen for you to send us a letter or it will put it into your phone. So you can go ahead and just hit send and call us and leave a voicemail. Um, for everybody that is on our Patreon, thank you very much. We got two new Patreon people this week so uh shout out to charles and then we had another person i'm gonna have to look them up to get the name straight but uh shout out to both the new patreon people shout out to all the patreon people we've got a lot of avenger episodes coming is what's about to happen because we did not get them recorded in time and dj has watched them all so we have a lot of shit to talk about as well as infinity war there's so much questions um yeah yeah we have a nice little uh chat going in our group messenger which is only for 40, 40 acres hosts. So, no, y'all can't get in on that because we be talking about y'all sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we've already started the conversation. So, where's your hoodie? Where's your hoodie at? You didn't win, nigga. You got to win the hoodie. Hey, you ain't just getting a hoodie. That What you thought? Because y'all gave us an email and your first name that you were just going to get a hoodie. No, you got to win the hoodie. It's a raffle hoodie. It's a hoodie raffle. It's a hood raffle. <laughs> I think those are three different things, actually. Um, the intro to the episode was a deleted scene from Atlanta. And that was Paperboy, Darius, and Earn uh, reenacting TLC's Creep video. Which was greatness. 
Yeah, I like that they all just knew the moves too. It's, it's like they all watched the video that day on set for sure. And then just memorize those moves. Uh, it's allergy <laughs> season, and Pollen needs to have his whole ass beat. For people who don't know, because he's out here trying to kill me. That's why I got the sniffles right now. My allergies are acting whimsically, whims, whimsically crazy. See, I can't even say the words. I can't even say them. I'm still mad they didn't hit that high note. And uh, when Comic-Con went down this weekend in Baltimore, it replaced Universal Failcon. Uh, shout out to the, well, you know, my condolences to BGN. I think they are gone now, for sure. So I keep I keep seeing that it just got, from the last time we talked about it last week, mm-hmm. it got worse. I didn't even think that was possible. Okay, so yes, it got, it got worse because the amount of money that is assumed to have been stolen now is uh, over half a million dollars. This is all from people don't I don't think anybody has any actual facts on this. I think people are just looking through the paperwork for whatever they took out to even run the event. But on top of that, so so uh, Jamie from BGN actually had a podcast called um, Misty Nights something Afro. Is that Misty Knight's uneven afro? It's not uneven. <laughs> See, I was going to say unkept, but you kept it worried. It ain't that either. Well, unsomething. It is. Un- <laughs> it's, it's fucked up. I like Misty Knight. <laughs> I know I like her too. Misty Knight's uninformed afro? That don't sound right That's, either. That just sound mean. It is uninformed though. It's Misty Knight's uninformed I afro. It's Misty Knight's uninformed afro. Yeah, that sounds disrespectful. Either way, it does. It, <laughs> in unison, y'all twins now. Either way, uh, this podcast was uh, co-hosted with another young lady who, from what I'm hearing, basically carried the podcast, and Jamie was the other host. And Jamie sent her a nice letter last week that was essentially not essentially it was a cease and desist talking shit about this podcast or jamie negatively and oh shit to hand over all of the passwords to the social media accounts associated with the account for this podcast and it was ballsy it was a ballsy little letter i'm trying to find it Cause I know we posted it in the group, but uh, it was yeah, some pure fuckery. Here it is. Yeah. Here it is. Um, so it was posted. Oh, this was the co-host, uh, Steph underscore I underscore Will on Twitter, and she said, "Remember when I mentioned things went left with Misty Knight's uninformed afro?" And let's see. What this letter says. Oh, I gotta cut this off because I gotta move the screen. Okay. So it says, Dear Miss Williams, we represent Jamie. You have been it's so small. Here we go. You have been pressuring Jamie to relinquish her role as co-creator and collaborator of Misty Knight's Uninformed Afro Podcast. You have also been making statements on social media regarding the podcast that are impairing the value of the podcast and its associated intellectual property. You shall cease and desist all negative or otherwise damaging comments regarding Miss Jamie 
and the podcast. Because your actions on social media are interfering with the podcast's goodwill, operations, and value, please deliver to Jamie all of the username and passwords for the Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter accounts associated with the podcast no later than Monday, April 30th, 2018. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was sent on the 26th, it looked like. It was sent... When did we find out the Universal Fan Con was oh was fucked? The twentieth. What was the day? The twentieth. You said. I don't think it was the twentieth. Was a was a Friday. Was it a Friday? We found out a week before. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the twentieth. Everybody was like, they canceling shit like a week before it comes out. They're supposed to. It's supposed to be the twenty seventh. So that asshole. That's the following Friday. That asshole sent this letter after. The whole shit went down with Universal Fan Con, dog. Like, the gall, my nigga. You have a failed convention that ruined people's financial lives. But you took time out of your day to send a letter, a cease and desist letter, to a co-host of your fucking podcast. Are you serious? Priorities, nigga. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Nigga, the balls. I swear. Yeah, that's that. That's some. That's some bold ass shit. That's amazing. That's bold. I mean, I think, I, especially at that point, you already know your shit was terrible. Just shut up. Just shut the fuck up. She's like, one of the only ones that could be quiet. She could not be quiet. That and um, she did that interview with the root. That was biased as fuck. She did an fuck. interview too. Nick. She, but she did an interview. <laughs> Deidre is it, it? She did an interview with a friend who writes for the Root, so it was completely biased in her favor to the point where she even said that a lot of the negative energy coming her way was from jealousy. She said mm-hmm. this after the con failed and people got ripped off, and nobody has gotten a refund for shit from this up to this point, y'all. So nobody she didn't got say anything. nothing about her telling herself as the co-founder and then people nope. rightfully she wasn't a co-founder Twan she was brought on later after she co-founded it even though all her shit said co-founder on it mm-hmm. and then some of her shit the day that she was doing all this shit still said co-founder on it yep and Ooh, now nigga. oh and my god! now her BGM folks is doing interviews on other podcasts airing out all this shit <laughs> I feel no Sympathy for her. I feel sympathy for everybody affected, but I don't feel shit for her. And you making VA look bad, yo. She from Virginia Beach, my nigga. Oh. <laughs> she got us looking bad in the 757. We don't act like that, y'all. I swear we don't get down like that. I was like, where she learned no, this shit from? She's her own entity of trash. Mm. You're not going to project that on a whole state. Mm. But, I mean, man. Like, I mean... You know, it's bad enough what you did and what you did to people and fucking up with people's money and time. Yeah, yep. But the fact that you keep on, you're going on, you know, whatever, whatever, whether it's a podcast or, you know, just whatever enough for you to keep digging this hole and trying to, quote unquote, justify the fuck shit that you did. It's just disgusting. You're just disgusting as a person. Well, she swears it's not her fault. see... Well, I would say this, if anybody going forward, no matter what type of company, small, large, whatever, even, you know, 
thinks of hiring her, they're dumb as shit. Yo. Because I would never want anybody like her around me, period, and especially representing any any entity, whether it's writing, whether it's taking fucking phone calls, even cleaning the goddamn bathroom. I wouldn't want her representing anything <laughs> in my company. <clears throat> I, and I'll say this. As a person who has been doing cons, coverage, photography, interviews, Oh my gosh, it's like 2014 or some shit like that. 20, 2013, 2013, 2014. Uh, it wasn't a jealousy thing that some of us had, like this negative viewing of BGN. And I pushed my shit to the side. I was like, okay, if you're going to balloon up that fast without having to like really like establish your footing, fine. Based on the name, fine. Because there were black girl nerds who were looking for a home. I get that completely. And they absolutely deserve to have a place where they can go feel comfortable and nerd the fuck out without being judged by anybody else and like represent and back each other up and dap each other up and you know, build long lasting friendships and relationships, et cetera, et cetera. That's all dope. Like, I think that is, that was great. And that's why I never like went at them for anything. I didn't feel it was necessary to do any of that either. Like I just, I just didn't feel like it was necessary to be like, Oh, let me be a negative nigga to this to this organization that really ain't that ain't not really that ain't for me at all like it's for black women they need their home like let them have that shit my issue with them and not all of them was the fact that it started to feel like um they were using that name in name only and mm-hmm. that they had some people who they brought in to write that were legit black girl nerds. And then it felt like other people were riding the wave of a very catchy ass name. Like it's all perfect Twitter hashtags in one name. Black girl nerds, black girl, black girls are going to see that and go, that's the home for me. And they're going to flock. Right. And it ballooned that fast. And it was like, I see you, I see some of the stuff, like I would see stuff Joy was doing and I'm like, yo, I don't, I, like, how come everybody you know, over, over there ain't working like Joy? Like Joy be putting in work. But then I'd be in rooms with other folks and I'm like, I don't see what the big deal is. Like I don't, or I'd see an article, I'd be like, I don't get it. I, I guess, but maybe it's just because I'm a dude. I don't get, I don't, I don't, I don't get what the big deal is. And it was like, I felt like we weren't able to get into establishments at those same conventions that we had been working for years because we didn't have that brand despite the content that was coming from it. Like we just didn't have the brand and it wasn't all her people. It absolutely was not. She had a lot of good people working over there with her, but I felt like she took, I took, I felt like she took whole advantage of them. I felt like she took advantage of the name and she took advantage of the brand. And that shit sucks when you're like another black group trying to get in. Like you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're just like, well, fuck, dude, what do we got to do? Like, what do we got to mm-hmm. do? And it, it, you know, with times that we would have conversations like, okay, what do we need to do, man? Because, you know, like they're getting assets. We're not getting, we're working our ass off to deliver our content. What do we right. need to do? And then when you see, you see this shit blow up and you find out that not only were they getting access, not only to, to, to new content, you know, not only were they building connections and and with 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 brands to get into these events, not only were you on like the board of sci-fi or whatever for their shows and shit, 
because of this, you are fucking over your own people, not fucking over random fucking people either. You were literally fucking over black girl nerds. That is amazingly fucked up. Right. That is terrible. Like I felt so fucking bad for them after like after after that, I was just like, oh God. Now I feel bad for ever even feeling like they were in a position that they maybe shouldn't have been in because it wasn't all of them. And when you heard all of them expressing what they what they had in these different interviews they're doing, when you heard them expressing how much this hurt, how many days this affected them, uh, how some of them were able to deal with it and shit, it really is like it puts it into focus what this was for a lot of them. And that fucking sucks that it fell apart like that so fast because of the face of the organization, right? Because of the two-faced person of the organization. That is amazingly mm-hmm. awful. And it's really sad, just like what you said, because, and I mean, we, just like what you, we've seen it a lot. We've seen it in whatever avenues, whether it be, you know, like the Comic Cons, like what you always do, going even to like these music festivals and just all the other stuff that, like, you know, just areas that we we touch on and we try to get into and we work hard to do. And it's just like, well, what do we have to do to to get here? What do we have to do to get a sponsorship? Like, you know, and... But at the end of the day, we still do it regardless of that stuff because we love doing it and we love giving things to the people that listen to it because, you know, we consider, you know, them as family. Maybe not some of y'all, but pretty much all of y'all we consider family. And to have somebody like that to get into all those, you know, to get into the areas that people like us or even just any other groups that work hard should be having and them just exploiting it for clout and not even caring about other people. And then to do something like this where they're having a whole fucking festival where people are spending their hard-earned money, you know, some of them, I'm sure, have made decisions where they want to go here, but then they've sacrificed something else that that money probably could have been going to in order to go to something that they love to do, love to learn, meet other people, and to find out that it was all a sham. Like, how do you sleep at night with that? Like, how do you sleep at night, period, even before you got caught, knowing that, oh, I'm about to really... I just took all these people's money. I really don't even care so about any of money. the stuff that I claim that I care about. Like, I just, I just don't care. I did an interview with a vendor yesterday. And when you get their stories, cause you, you got like a lot of the BGN writers have been putting their stories out here. And I, you know, I think a lot, I think anybody listening to this right now should go look for those stories. Like if I had the links, I would share them with you right now. Um, I don't have them. They want to, one of them was on a, two or more on a sci-fi podcast. Other ones have been doing other podcasts. Uh, you know, please go look for them and just listen to their stories because it, it really hit, it, it'll hit you in the heart. How much this hurts some of those girls, women. Aww. And then I it talked to a vendor yesterday. We were doing vendor interviews last week. <clears throat> for people who were affected by that. And this vendor, tr- this was their first time doing like, a, I guess they called it a, a crating for their mm-hmm. supplies. So they spent money to crate up their shit. So 
So it would be at the convention when they got here. Mm-hmm. And I think they said they had sent it to Chicago first because they were doing CE2E or whatever is a convention mm-hmm. in Chicago. And then it went from Chicago to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. But there's no convention at Baltimore Convention Center, right? So all of this shit is now sitting in a warehouse and they're waiting to get it shipped back to Portland, Oregon. Which what they have and they have to pay for that. They have to pay for all of that. They had to put money. They put money down on the table last year in September for Universal Fan Con. They had to pay for uh for, for crating, for freight or crating or whatever. And the money that covers that is the money they make at the sales at their table at these conventions. Because this for them. For, for for that, uh, it was Optimistical Studios was this vendor, and they mm-hmm. make jewelry. For them specifically, this is their main income. Oh, God. So all of that money lost is money out of their pockets for food, for home, you know, for regular care and maintenance for everything. Like, she t- she literally took food off their tables. Her And not just her. Her and the two Rob dudes... And I guess the Peter do, I don't know. All of these niggas that all of a sudden went fucking silent or don't exist online at all that were running a, a convention for nerds. Somehow they have absolutely no online presence and they just disappeared mm-hmm. into the wind. Those mm-hmm. niggas stole money and stole food off the plate of legit people. That, that shit is just fucking. You up. know, if, if, if that, I don't know, what's her name? Jamie. If Jamie walked down the street and somebody saw her and they and and you know they they remember like oh this is the same bitch that took money from me and she gets her ass beat she justified in every last punch you know that's what I said just listen like that is just heartbreaking to know that you got somebody you know or she's like I said it's countless other ones where this is you know this is the little bit of money that they have and they're trying to get exposure also trying to meet people, you know, and they're putting their last pretty much into something. And here you got some fucking scammer bitch that's taking that and taking a whole bunch of people like that money just for her fucking profit. And now that they're stuck with, now they have to figure out how to ship, ship their products back to another location and figuring out how to pay for it because now you know they they're in a loss and then even just if you're not a vendor if you're just somebody that just wanted to go and maybe you don't have the means like that to just be buying a plane ticket because you know that's a lot of people they just can't buy a plane ticket or they just can't buy you know just can't book a hotel they got to figure out well how am i going to pay for this and they you know they save they move things around just so they can do something where this is something that they love to do some someplace where they can meet people that they probably have already corresponded with beforehand and like a vacation almost and to have somebody take that away from them and not even care like you know take it away from them don't even care about how they feel don't care about them period that that is nerve-wracking you know and so she should rot in fucking hell for that Mm. And I, I want to make, again, and not just her. that is the lightest way of putting that. Again, not just her, her either. And whoever else is in cahoots of that, they really should rot in hell for it. And they just sitting here still ain't saying shit. That's absolutely disgusting. Ain't gave nobody their money back. Made promises they knew they couldn't fucking keep. 
after they failed to keep promises they knew they did they knew they should have never fucking made and some other people involved in that just like went on with their business after that they just went on like it never happened they didn't come to watch comic-con like that they just oh we were involved we done now though It's, it's over we'll continue on with our shit Knowing they got people sucked in financially into it, into it as well. So, yeah, it's wild. But uh, we'll wait to see if these lawyers get round up for that shit because I feel like I that's going to be the say, next wave. How far wave. is this from like an actual court case at this point? As much money as supposedly they've taken from people and the fact that people have actually been calling up their banks to try to re- like retrieve that money. But, mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about people trying to retrieve money they put down over a year ago. Absolutely. I'm not sure at this point. Like I, I feel like there has to be something here to lawyer up with because this feels like this con feels like a con. Okay, it definitely feels like a con. Like it's kind of I don't know. It's hard to sometimes tell the line between oversight and gross incompetence versus like willing <laughs> fraud and like deception. You know what I'm saying? Um, and sometimes it doesn't really matter. Like you can still be held liable for gross incompetence and mismanagement absolutely without it being a scam from the jump but man this shit is completely fucked up yeah uh at this point the the, like i think the letter released that shows they were looking for some type of compensation from selling a certain amount of tickets and putting on a particular type of show i think should be enough to start holding people accountable for this being a scam Cause they just they straight up made promises they couldn't fucking keep. They were giving away lifetime tickets for seventy five dollars. There's no way in hell you thought your con was gonna make money doing that. I wonder if, if everybody if, if if they can do like a lawsuit against her or and whoever else involved. They gotta find out who to sue already. They gotta find out who to sue because everybody's claiming they ain't had anything to do with the finances. And the dude that everybody that they are claiming now is responsible for the finances don't even seem like he exists. They don't have to do, yeah, it's gonna have to be some sort of investigation because I wonder, and you know, they're probably pointing fingers at other people just so it doesn't get to that point. So, you know, it's just too confusing. They won't even, nobody won't even worry about lawsuits and stuff like that because until they get a class action, they're gonna have to get, they're gonna have to do something. I bet you when that lawyer and some folks get involved some stuff because somebody signed something no they definitely had people sign ndas i know that for sure like a couple of people said that that's why a couple of people haven't said shit because they actually had them sign ndas mm, and all of that is evident but they didn't have people sign exactly legit contracts what they were doing this is wild like they had people sign ndas but they didn't have people sign legit contracts for shit so like i'm sorry but every all of this points to scam y'all like this is a point of incompetence this doesn't point to hubris, which is like the main word that everybody uses. Hubris. This is not a, doesn't just it doesn't point to that to me. It points to scam. Why would you have people coming in as volunteers signing NDAs, but not having anybody actually setting up tables, vendors, and whatnot who put money down signing contractual agreements that hold not just you but them themselves liable? You know, like that sounds like a scam, bro. That's scam. That's scam one oh one. Oh, I just can't stand them. Uh, we'll take your money now. We'll get you a contract later. That's a scam, my nigga. That's a fucking scam. And it's sad that they took advantage. 
And the only reason they were even able to scam people like this to this degree is because everybody wanted this to go down. Everybody was super fucking supportive. The trust. You know, like I've heard advantage of people's goodwill. Yeah, I heard a couple Mm -hmm. people say that if they had if they had asked maybe a month or two earlier and told told everybody what the situation was, that the community would have pulled together and supported them. And I absolutely believe that. At the same time, I absolutely believe this was a fucking scam. So I'm glad they didn't do it because they would have just took more money from y'all for an event that they knew they weren't going to be able to put on. That you would have got got twice. Because that's how big the heart in this community was. Like, I wish y'all could have seen what they did. for. I mean, I, I put pictures out. I, I, I put out like 50 or something pictures at this point. I wish y'all could have been there in person to see, though, what this group, Black uh, Black Heroes Matter, Nerds of Color, uh, Blurred Girl. There, there were some other ones that I'm sure I'm, I'm missing their names. I wish y'all could have been there in person to see what they threw together in seven days. These niggas had banners. They had flyers. They had a full building. They had food there. They had panels set up ready to go all day. Um, you know, they, they had uh, the cast of the magicians and Killjoy there to do panels. They had other people in the community like Greg Pock, um, that, that are known sailor J that showed up and did panels and everything went flawlessly. They did shit on time. Like when your panel ended, they smooth, they moved everybody out. You know, Blur Girl put it down. It was insane. And then it was like in the vendor area, it was like just a little like shindig. We did, we set up a table in the middle of the vendor area and we we played the versus game, versus the rap game. Like just like five of us. It was uh, me, it was it was myself, Justin from Three Fifths, and uh, Black Girl Gamers. Wait, what game is this? The card game with the, that's uh, the rap card game where you got like I don't know. three words. I like, I like already though. What's up? I said, I don't know this game, but I feel like I would like it. You might have missed the episode. We talked about it last year. But basically what it is, is uh, you have every player gets a handful of category cards. And then there are these other cards that have words on them that you're supposed to use in a rap verse. So you put the cards in. So the cards might be uh, contain, maintain, attain, right? Those might be your three rap words that you got to use in a verse. And your mm-hmm. category <clears throat> card, you choose your category card and you throw it down. And that's what your verse has to be about. So your verse uh, got to be about this and you got to use these words. Yes, verse, okay. V-E-R-S. Matter of fact, um, if you're looking at the camera, verse. This, uh, next little. I can't, if you're screen, if you're screen sharing, I can't No, it's it. on Facebook. We're on Facebook Live. Oh, uh, okay. Bad, bad, bad. So yeah, this verse. I ordered it from Amazon because they just released it like a week ago. Yeah, I might have to cop that shit. But yeah. It's, uh, we just did it right there in the middle. Uh, Justin was making beats on the table. Black Girl Gamers was actually spitting. I was about to ask what like, the beat situation was. You so, so what I was thinking was, one, I think people should do this more at conventions. At this should oh, actually I did be see the pineapple thing online. I was wondering what that was. Yeah, this should Sorry, actually be now? like a. I think this should actually be like we should actually rent a table at a convention and just play versus. And what we should have is one of them little like we should actually get a sponsor from one of them little boom mic companies or boom speaker companies, uh-huh. where we just have it connected yeah. to our phone yeah, and, get, and we get instrumentals yeah, out yeah, that way. Yeah, 
That's that's what I figured. We just do beats right on the spot that way. Yeah, that'd be fun. But yeah, it was uh it was very chill, it was relaxed. Um, it wasn't hectic. Everybody was very amicable, nice, really good cosplay, a lot of little kids. Kane was babies there. It, it was it was for for something they, they threw that together in a week. If they would have had six months, it would have been out of this fucking world. Yeah, it looked like it came together really well. And I mean, honestly, that's the difference between like being motivated and organized and not. Like you can make a lot of shit happen. I organized a music festival on my campus and when I was in grad school, we had a 10-hour long music festival with catered food, like a big ass grill. We had student-run like student-only bands the entire day. It was the best attended program in at on campus the entire year. And the planning committee was me and one of my friends. But we just attacked that shit and made it work. And when we came up against shit that was like difficult, we asked for help and we got the help. And then we just kept making it happen. Um so yeah, like it's it's dope when people band together to to organize like that. I really appreciate that kind of stuff. It was amazing. So is the plan to do Wakamakan 2, Electric Boogaloo, next year or what? I don't see how it wouldn't be. Yeah, I don't see how they wouldn't do it next year. Like word. It was it was I think it was very successful. Uh, you know, I hope that I hope that they and I, I mean from the pictures that I've seen coming from Wakamakan on Instagram and Twitter, I'm assuming they also felt it was extremely successful. So I'm looking forward to what Comic-Con 2019 and the fact that it's 15 minutes away in Baltimore is gravy as fuck. Yeah. Cause I can hit up that joint every day, take pictures all day, come home, edit, actually get some sleep and shit. Right. <laughs> that you is know, a nice bonus. Come back home, change some clothes, go back out, party at night. They did a, uh, I, I did pictures. I took pictures for the magicians uh, and Killjoy karaoke event we uh hit up the their publicist contact for that so i specifically did pictures for them i'm waiting for them to release them the pictures are really good the karaoke night was insanely good uh black people when y'all get near a microphone and a stage and y'all are allowed to go up on there and do things y'all are some amazingly great motherfucking people i swear to Yo, god be exceptional man i'm telling you that karaoke night was black as fuck I, and honestly, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Honestly, the cast member Jade Taylor from the Musicians opened up the karaoke night, singing Alicia Keys, and I swear to God, like she sang Alicia Keys into the fucking ground, cause she can actually sing. I, I mean, you know, right? Nice. She, she can actually <laughs> fucking sing. So I was like, hold on. I was, and, and you know me, like I'm looking, I'm like, can this white girl sing now? And sure enough, she could fucking sing. I was like, white girl got pipes. That's dope, man. Hell yeah. Got the pipes. She got the pipes. And she's singing Alicia Keys. I was like, so this is what Alicia Keys music sounds like. This is what it's supposed to With someone else sings it. This is if she kept eating vagina. This is what she. Ma'am. Why? Uh, it's so true though I mean I, I didn't say it was false uh, I was going to say I dare y'all to find a lie in this it's, it's so true 
Hold on, let me see. Can y'all hear this? Alicia Keys better I never hear this version of this song because she's gonna be upset. I hope she go in the voice and sing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she go in there and sing it right in front of her. And be like, now critique me, Alicia. <laughs> what did I do wrong? What I I, I do wrong. <laughs> critique me, Alicia. That shit was greatness though. That it was it was fun. So yeah, and that was one day. Like, and I wasn't like I was tired, clearly, because I've, I've been up since, like, I've been running around taking pictures from noon to 11 at night. But mm-hmm. I wasn't, like, drained, right? Like, when we go to San Diego Comic-Con, nigga, I be drained. That that plane ride home, drained. Yeah, it was like, uh. So, it, it was, um. It was very chill, man. And it's nice to be around your people. It's nice to be at a convention and be around your own people. Because they just want to have fun. Like, Definitely. Mm. I say, you know, I don't want to be around my own people when we all go to see Kanye West. Because this nigga... This nigga is on a whole nother planet right now. What to do with your boy Gunplay, MMG, triple motherfucking C. Where the fuck is my 40 acres, man? Dot com, right? Where is my, where's my 40 acres dot com? What is up, everybody? Uh, you are listening to Where's My 40 Acres, where you are already listening to the Where's My 40 Acres. But um, we have another interview with a vendor that was at, uh, I don't know if they're calling it Wick Comic Con, Why Comic Con. Uh, I think the name is actually based on the street it was on. It was uh, Wicomico Street. So I think that's where they threw that name together last minute. It was an amazing convention that he threw together in seven days for those who did not listen to last week's episode for whatever reason and did not get the full breakdown of the Universal Fan Con or what I call Fail Con fiasco. But um, we're continuing <laughs> we're continuing to interview uh, vendors and uh, cosplayers, representatives, people who were either helping boost Wakama Con, who were affected by Universal Fail Con, and are just within the culture, like, you know, to get perspectives and to give them a boost so you can go check out whatever goodies that they have going on at their shops because uh, it's a lot of creativity here. So um, I have 
a new guest and I'll let them go ahead and introduce themselves. So uh, Adrian, go ahead. Uh, my name is Adrian Keith. Uh, I am part owner of Optimistical Studios. Uh, we make nerd jewelry. You said nerd jewelry? Mm-hmm. Why do you call it nerd jewelry? Because uh, I looked at some of your stuff. It just looked like dope jewelry to me. Well, I appreciate that. But um, a lot of people are like, um, I mean, I grew up in that, that time frame where you were super into comic books or video games or card games or whatever, and you were a nerd. And like that's the kind of stuff that we sort of fixate on for the jewelry we make. So like... We've got a, a whole line of, you know, comic book inspired jewelry and we've got, you know, jewelry based on video games and that sort of stuff. Um, but we do a lot of fun stuff with it. So initially, then I want to ask, like, is a lot are a lot of your customers actually cosplayers? Um, some of them, um, it's, I mean, I don't know, like. We, we definitely have some cosplayers who uh, who are like, this is a thing I need for a costume I'm doing, um, and I know you can make it. Because, um, like, I can do armor, I can do the sewing, but jewelry, that's a whole other thing. Um, but, like, we've got one gal who, uh, you know, who's, who's a friend, uh, but has been, you know, uh, you know, customer or whatever you want to call it since functionally day one, who is just super into like space and chemistry and nerd stuff, you know, like the, the sciencey nerd stuff. And so even when she's not cosplaying, you know, she's always like, okay, so what new space jewelry do you have? So like maybe I don't know, 60% not cosplayers, 40% cosplayers. I honestly don't know. Gotcha. It just sounds like a really good business to have in this uh, culture. You know, if you're selling uh, like nerd themed, comic book themed, gaming themed, anything uh, geekdom themed jewelry, I would suspect that a lot of people who do cosplay would, uh, I guess, need to know about y'all or probably come to y'all for like a, a quick fix, like, oh, I didn't know you had these earrings. I'm actually dressing up as this character. Like, that's awesome. Cool. Purchase made. Thank you. Right. Or, you know, I, you know, this is my absolute favorite character of all times. And when I'm not cosplaying her, now I can wear her as a pendant. Mm-hmm. So what did the concept like derive from? Like, how did you, when did you start? Uh, just give us a, a quick uh, summation of how this all came together. And to the point where you ended up, you know, at uh, Wakamacon, and I'm sure you do other conventions as well. So uh, we got our start um, back in January of 2011. Um, I had been working uh, various corporate jobs and had just gotten to the point where I could not anymore. Um, and jewelry was my was and is my my first love when it comes to things that i could be doing with my time um 
and my my partner was you know kind enough and supportive enough to be like no take a step back from all of this and try and make a go of it um and i had been going to conventions um mostly like sci-fi cons and that sort of thing and was like okay so how can i take my love of jewelry and mesh it with my love of all of these other you know geeky things and that was where we got started um and then about two years later uh my partner quit their job um and they came on uh full time uh so so it's the the two of us um making and selling and uh maintaining the website and doing literally all the things <laughs> um and we go to conventions every year um i think our busiest year we did 20 mm. um i never want to do that many again that sounds awful and fun at the same time so awfully fun it, yeah it i mean it was it was a lot of fun um i kind of felt like i needed to sleep for like 6 months straight i understand that <laughs> it was so exhausted um but we usually like it usually works out to about 12 a year you know we'll have some months where it's you know we do two and then you know i think probably july this year we don't have anything so um so yeah so like it it tends to even out but like spring is is brutal um y comic con was uh was the last of sort of just a show after show after show for us mm -hmm. so is this your um main source of income it is okay um which is you know as as functionally a tiny little business that's i keep wanting to call it mom and pop except for it would be pop and not really pop and we don't have children so like mm -hmm. um but uh you know it's it's just the two of us and this is our only income and to put all of that into going from one coast to the other coast and then to have it just fall out from under that was that was a stressful week i guess we kind of just segued into that um and don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it because i think it's more positive things to oh, talk yeah. about that came from that you know from like i think somebody posted from the ashes of universal fail con came with comic con which i think is accurate as hell but just to just to just to get your your perspective and y'all's story as far as being affected in it, by this um how long were you affiliated with and by by affiliated with i mean we're going or we're set up to go to universal fail con and um, when you found out, how did you find out? And, you know, just give us the quick, the quick rundown. So quick rundown. Um, I want to say I found out about it sometime mid last year. Um, talked to some folks and set up to become a vendor probably September, October of last year. Um, 
paid for our space in December. Um, and then, like, there are several people who can attest to the fact that, like, you know, at Emerald City Comic Con, I would meet people who, like, were talking, and I would be like, oh, if you're on the East Coast, this is an awesome, you know, this is a first-year show. It looks like it's going to be awesome. You should see if you could come. So, like, I was talking it up because from what I knew, you know, it it hit all of those points of, like, inclusion, representation, and, you know, a safe space and all of my geeky, nerdy loves that, like, if I happen to be talking to someone who sounded like those would check their boxes, I'd be like, hey, you should check this thing out. Um, so now I feel like an ass. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not your fault. You did what a lot of people did. <laughs> and, like, on on a certain level, I totally understand that. But then there's that lizard brain that we all have that's yeah. like, hey, you screwed up. Um, but I found out, so uh, one of our friends, uh, I was doing a necklace for her, and she was coming down on Friday uh, before uh, before the convention to do a final fitting. And I got a message that said, so we're still coming down. We're at a rest stop. We're like 70 minutes out. And I read it, and I went, wait, did I miss a previous message? What do you mean you're still coming? I didn't realize that was up in the air. And then I got on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And that's how I found out. Um, 36 hours later, I got an email from the convention. Mm -hmm. Record timing. Oh, yeah. Super on the ball. Um, And then... Thursday this last week, I got a call from my freight driver saying, so uh, you just tried to drop off your crates at the convention center. Apparently, the convention was canceled. I'm like, why am I not surprised that you didn't actually take care of freight like you said you were going to? Mm. Um, so that's something the plus side meant that I could get a hold of my driver to tell him what was going on uh, and get stuff routed back to me. We should have our stock sometime next week. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. So wait, um, like that's a new angle. I, um, like you learned so many different things about how people were affected by talking to people about this. So they told you, and I don't, I don't know how vending works at cons. I just know I buy stuff from y'all. I don't know how the actual getting your things there and the setup occurs. So, you know, um, if you could dumb it down for me, the freight part of this, how how does that come into play? Well, so this makes it even a, a more fun story. Okay. Uh, so we normally drive to all of our shows with all of our stock in the back of our van. Um, and if we can't drive it in you know, at most, like, two days, we don't go because I don't want to be on the road that long. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking for ages about learning how to freight so that we could do, like, East Coast stuff. And then Universal Fan Con, you know, was like, here's this thing we're doing. And my partner and I looked at each other and went, okay, now we got to learn how to freight. So we bought crates 
we learned how to freight stuff so that we could freight to this show. <laughs> um, and in this case, you you take up all of your stuff, uh, you put it in a, in a crate, you lock it down, um, they weigh it and uh, charge you a ridiculous amount of money, uh, both for weight, uh, mass, like how tightly it's packed, and mileage to get it there. If it arrives early and you're lucky like I was, our freight uh, folks will store your stuff for a certain amount of time before it's time to deliver it to the convention center for no extra cost. That's not always the case. And then you pay the convention center to move it in, um, which to ship, because our last show is before this was uh, C2E2 in Chicago. So we freighted to Chicago and then we freighted from Chicago to Baltimore. So we haven't had our freight, we haven't had any of our stock since the week before Chicago. Um, uh, okay. Uh, and then, you know, once the convention center delivers it to your booth, you open up your crates, you set up your booth, um, and then you pray people come and buy stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and at the end of the show, they bring your crates back, you put stuff in it, close it all down, and then pay to have it shipped back home. Um, I'm currently figuring out how to get it from the warehouse in Baltimore back to home because I can't fill out the paperwork on site because I'm not there. Mm -hmm. So it's it's been an adventure. That's a hot-ass mess. Like <laughs> It is a hot-ass expensive mess. Yeah, I'm sure it is. That that oh wow okay so i'm i'm not sure i'm sure y'all didn't get uh compensated for the money you put down to be a vendor nope okay uh you're out on the freight charges yep okay and i guess my next question then is because i, I thought i saw pictures you had y'all had a spot set up at wakama we did so wh what was that like how did you get that stuff there <laughs> So, um, because we are very, very resourceful people. Yeah, that's what it sounds like, man. I went, okay. Uh, so I want people to be able to see what we're going to, you know, what we do. So we do a monthly jewelry subscription, uh, on top of like a regular stuff that we do. And so I brought our past boxes that normally once the signups are over, you can't get and we put them out on display, and if someone was like, oh, my God, I love this, then they could totally buy that. Um, and so, like, it gave people who came to Y Comic Con a chance to get something exclusive that they weren't going to be able to get any other time. Um, and it gave me something that I could sell. And, you know, it gave people a chance to see, like, oh, they do stuff that's Star Trek, and they do stuff that's Iron Giant and Harry Potter and ladies of science and you know all these different things that we do um and then we brought our button machine because um, normally we have all of our buttons pre-made and if you want one we just hand it to you but we we're like or we could just you know we're not going to remake all the buttons that we've got in a crate somewhere mm -hmm. 
let's just bring the button machine. And how much can we cram in two carry-ons and one checked bag? Mm-hmm. You can get a lot into, actually, when we did a San Diego Comic-Con, we had to get back 30 Funko Pops, I think it was. And that was, uh, yeah, I got a new suitcase now. So that worked out well. <laughs> well on the plus side, if, if you can pack into, you know, small boxes or Funko Pops, which are a nice, like, semi-uniform size, it makes the packing down much easier. Mm-hmm. God, that is wild. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. That sucks. That's terrible. But you know what? Like, we showed up at Y Comic Con, and I busted open all the boxes, and I set up all of the, you know, the stuff that we did bring, and uh, there were a couple of points while I was packing where I'm like, good job, past Adrian. You were thinking, because, like, while I was putting stuff in the crates in Chicago, I'm like, I should take one of our credit card machines and bring that home just mm-hmm. in case someone wants to come to the studio and buy something. I don't know what I was thinking, but it meant that I could take credit cards at my comic con. <laughs> Sounds like, like you were thinking of lessons. Fucking nailed it. Um, That's one of those lessons. I gotta man. You just say, gotta. I had so much fun. Okay, so cool. Like, and 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 I think that is it's crazy, right? How that worked out. I'm not sure, given the people that were running Failcon, that it could have even been as fun. And last, even with last minute organization, as organized as what Comic Con was. Like, I appreciate a uh, blurred girl, and whoever her assistant was, I didn't catch uh, the young lady's name. And the way they handled panels, like they were not joking. They were like, listen, your panel is up. I know you got fans. Y'all got to go talk somewhere else because we have another panel coming up here like five minutes ago. If, if we had three panel rooms, sure, but we don't, so move. Right. It was, it was like, yeah, y'all can congregate outside near the elevators yeah. or go to the vendor area. Y'all can congregate and buy things from people. Who need you to buy things because they might be out freight yeah. money, you know, like go look around. And she did it with class. Like they did it with class. It wasn't disrespectful or anything. It was like, uh, sorry to have to boot you, but got to boot you. And they were yeah. able to run three panels this way uh, at th- well, three panel rooms this way at the same time. Yeah, it was amazing work, but like, uh, I mean, for you guys, what, how did it, uh, what was the experience? I mean, from when you arrived to set up, so, like, what was all of that like? So we we showed up to set up, um, and you know, found the elevator, hopped upstairs, walked in. There was someone right there to greet us. Say, okay, who are you? Okay, you're right there. Let me know if you need anything. Chairs are coming. Like, super super easy. Didn't have to go looking. Um, you know, got set up and we were mostly set up and, you know, somebody, you know, one of the the guys that was organizing things was like, okay, so we've got chairs. They're on their way. They're only coming from a couple of blocks away, but we need help getting them up here. So if you're not doing anything, you're willing to carry some chairs, come over the elevator. And we 
packed that elevator. If you've seen the elevator that White Comic Con had, the the long, weird freight elevator yeah, thing, the freight one. you could not fit any more people in it. Because we were all like, yeah, let's do this. You got down there and found out that they had they'd found a cart to stack the chairs on, so they didn't actually need us for that. But like the guy who was down there for chairs just took one look at this army that descended on him and was like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, and that's, that's like the, was the con in a nutshell. It was, oh, this is a thing that we need. We can make that happen. And it was, I mean, the, the organizers were beyond amazing. Um, uh, they have some sort of mutant superpower mm-hmm. to make things go. Um, but everybody was just like, you know, thanking us for being there. And, you know, how are things going for you? And I'm like, no, dude, thank you for having us. Because honestly, my other plan was sitting in my hotel room drinking and being angry. Because <laughs> yeah. I was going to be in Baltimore no matter what. Like, I'd already paid for a hotel and a flight. Like, okay. This, this means that I get to meet people that I've only ever gotten to talk to online. And maybe you know recoup some of my costs and god damn and i had so much fun yeah I, um i mean i did photography i did press photography while i was there so i just got to go around and capture different things um you know and it was just we we covered new york comic-con awesome con uh san diego comic-con and you know favorite being san diego because it's just beautiful weather out there uh, in general but I got to say, what well, Comic-Con is my second because it was just relaxing. I was on my feet from, I was on my, yeah, I was on my feet from noon until like 11 uh, doing pictures. You know, I, I took like 1,400 pictures that day and it didn't feel like it, right? Until I came home and, and I finally sat down and that's from. And working. your feet started throbbing and you're like, oh. Oh, I made life choices. Oh yeah, they start fussing you out, man. Like you're like your your feet are just cursing you. They're giving you the business at that point. But it, it's yelling at you to get more comfortable shoes next time. You're like, I got a budget for that. So you you you're walking around this event and they're just everybody at Wakama Con had a table and it wasn't hectic. They were con- people were just conversing. Uh, cosplayers were taking photos of other cosplayers and then taking photos together. There was a lot of live video and Instagramming panels were happening in the same area, but like weren't disrupting what was going on. So like vendor stuff didn't disrupt the panel stuff. There was a car that had coffee maker in the back of it. That was fucking amazing. And it made good coffee. Yeah, I saw it. That guy made a lot of money off of uh, vendors he was that was really smart now if he'd had food if he'd had like a rotisserie back there he would he would have made all the money that day because it was some people that was hungry as shit um i think that if they had to complain about something that was the only thing is they had their little they had to throw a a cafe together downstairs which even then it kind of threw that shit together and it worked because when they were like we had a cafe i was like oh they're gonna have like candy and chips and shit and I went down there, and they were actually, like, making hot food. I was like, oh. Yeah, they had, like, sandwiches and wraps, and, yeah, it wasn't, uh, oh, I did a convention 
I mean, it feels like roughly a million years ago now, but their their cost their uh, their cafe was uh, soda and gas station hot dogs Mm-mm. and candy bars, and they didn't have any diet soda. My sweetie's diabetic, mm-hmm. so like they didn't even have water. I'm sorry, huh? They didn't even have water. But what is the cheapest out of all? So, like, I was like, how? This is the worst cafe I have ever seen. Did you just look at Big Bang Theory and what you think geeks like to eat? Um, but yeah, like, the folks at Y Comic Con were like, no, we got this on everything. Yeah, like, they did. They here, did some amazing. Real food. They did some amazing shit now I, I i have a question i'm a bit confused um about i was looking over your uh site and i was looking at your setup in a couple of pictures i think i i think i missed y'all when i was taking pictures but i i know i looked at your background because so one of my biggest questions with Comic-Con was how the hell they got banners and stuff thrown together so goddamn fast and there was one that was like a colorful banner painting and I felt like on y'all's table, it kind of looked the same. Y'all didn't have anything to do with that, right? It, it, was it just like a coincidence? Um, the, I'm, I'm not sure which banner. So there's a, there was a regular banner uh, that's really colorful, and it has like all these alien-looking characters on it. That was mm-hmm. like the main Comic Con, the one you saw when you got on the elevator, is the one you saw downstairs on the doors. Uh, most of the time, it was laminated, and it has like these funky. Uh, I'm not sure how to describe the colors, you know, like purples and blues kind of blending together, kind of something. You oh see yeah, kind like, of that uh, almost watercolory look. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought that y'all's boards, what I saw in the picture, uh, had kind of similar colors on it. And I do remember when I was walking around, like, that caught my attention. And I was like... Yeah, that is just, uh, happens to be kind of our color scheme. Gotcha. Like, that was just happy accident sort of thing. The, my, my brother threw together a, um, Hey, we're going to be at Wakama Con uh, banner for us to throw up on like social media and stuff using, you know, our color palette that we normally use. And yeah, like the colors that we were using are, are, are very similar to like the background on that, um, on that painting, which uh, is super gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure who did that, but that I wish they'd have been selling that as a poster. Maybe they weren't. I missed it. But if they had been, I definitely would have purchased that just for just, just the artistry that was that went into it. Like whoever drew that was badass. It, it, it looked really good. Yeah. You were um, I know you were one of the people that I saw that was heavy or your group was one of the people that I saw that was heavily active when the shit went down as far as like vocally uh getting vendors to <clears throat> excuse me getting vendors to go to the artist at the virtual artist alley i think on uh the tumblr page or just uh promoting what comic-con 
once it was like yeah. okay this is what we're doing and like the where did that come from like that just to, instead of being pissed and drinking where did the initiative to go y'all not gonna nope fuck that we're not taking this lying down we're gonna do this standing up you know and like where did that come from well so so it's funny because people will ask you know okay your company is called optimistical studios what the hell is that and i like to joke that you know because it's it's a, a smush together you know optimistic and mystical so it's you know kind of magical but you know, you got to be optimistic about things, and you know, we like to joke the glass is always half full. And and one of the ways I deal with stress is to work. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, people have immediately started going, "This is wrong. This is not okay." And we're going to put together an artist alley. Awesome. I, you know. I feel like there's nothing I can do. So what I can do is I can show the hell out of this and be like, yes, support all of these people because they're amazing. And because, you know, we're a tiny little queer company, but we're also white. So, you know, the fallout from this is not going to hit us as hard as it's going to hit that little, you know, business who's, you know, queer and black owned or that, you know, or the cosplayer who's, you know, uh, you know, a disabled woman who, you know, this is her, her line of income or, you know, all of these other people. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not, you know, swimming in it, but I'm probably going to come out better than some people and the more I can do to make it better for everybody else the better this community is going to be mm-hmm. oh yeah so and I mean and then I had some beers like, <laughs> I'm like tweeting things and drinking and being like and having my brother is also helpful because he's very professional and being like, no, don't, don't tweet that. I know you're thinking, I don't know what exactly you're thinking about tweeting, but I can, I can hear it from, you know, several hundred miles away. Don't do it. <laughs> and so just trying to put as much positive out there as I could to just try and bury all of this just fucked up disaster Mm -hmm. you know and people who are who are shopping on the uh you know virtual artist alley and you know posting up pictures of stuff that they're getting in the mail you know making sure that we you know we thank everybody and you know retweet all of this cool stuff that they're getting and you know making it you know making that community stronger when it really is trying to tear itself apart Mm-hmm. yeah i definitely worked harder for this convention than i do for other small conventions uh from the amount of pictures to the amount of pictures i actually edited and then i think my instagram for the last two days has just been photo after photo after photo 
Like I'm, I'm like, I'm going to post every photo I edited, which I never do. Um, that's because it's just so burdensome, but I want to make it known that we covered the hell out of this event because it was yeah. important that that happened. These people put, you know, it, you know, people talk about you, you know, when you, your grandmother, your aunt cooks in the kitchen, you really put her feet in, she put her foot in that. They put their foot in this convention. Like they made sure that they could use every resource possible to the best of their abilities. And I'm kind of just blown that somebody was able to do that so fast. And it's crazy to think what they'll, because I, I hope it comes back next year. I don't see a reason why it shouldn't, but I can't wait to see what they are able to do with time and that team. It's going to be yeah. insane. Oh, and I remember, I think it, we were towards the end of the day, we were talking to, I think it was Blurred Girl, and she's like, yeah, like I would, they invited me to, to help with this, and I wouldn't do anything until they showed me they had the permits. Like, you show me that this is on the up and up, and then I will put every bit of my effort into it. Mm hmm. Yeah. It 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 came out it it came out very well. Did you get to actually see any of the panels or I know vendors typically get stuck at the tables. You know, I didn't um mostly cuz I was uh you know, I was either behind my table or I was going around trying to say hi to everybody that was there um and just you know, getting to know everybody. Um and I forget that panel, like I know panels are a thing, but I forget that sometimes they're a thing that I could theoretically go to because mm -hmm. at so many conventions, it's just not a thing that's even possible for me to get away from the table to do. Yeah. Yeah. I w it was some good ones. Um, like I'm just, I, I think I'm just lucky enough as a photographer, like that's my job is to sit in there, get pictures. And so I can't sit the whole time there, but you know, I get to invest a bit of ear into them and they were all generally like well-received panels and necessary panels. Conversation was, was, was really good. So I think people can have that to look forward to when, uh, when Comic-Con 2019 comes swinging around, like I said, I'm, I'm betting on that to happen, but, uh, Hmm. Is there, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about about your site or just say in general, uh, about what Comic Con or cons in general or anything we've discussed. I mean, um, this this to me feels like a really good time to you know to say you know if if you've got an artist out there that you love, um, retweets and shares and reblogs and that sort of thing are some of the most phenomenal ways you can support us. Um, my, like I can look at our website and see the moment that the news hit and people started talking about the vendors that were going to be there because all of a sudden like people started going to the site and 
and it, it even if it doesn't necessarily come with a sale, it does make you feel good. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes when when things suck, that that means a lot. Um, but but yeah, I mean, if you love an artist, it and you can't afford to support them with purchases, sharing their stuff and you know yelling about them from the rooftops is is such a gift. Um, you know, helping get their names out there to people who wouldn't normally know who they are. Um, it it means so much. And, you know, if they've got something that you love that you can't afford, you know, throw a few bucks their way, um, especially those of us who, who were going to be at SailCon there. Um, we will love you forever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that I think that goes for probably every artist and vendor that was going to be there. Um, and every artist and vendor at any convention. Cool beans, yep. I agree with all of that. Very true. So, again, Adrian, uh, thank you for joining me and letting us interview you for the podcast to just get your story and uh, share it with yeah. our listeners. You know, a, a few of them were. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Oh yeah, no, no doubt, no for sure. It was. Um, I'm just glad. Like, I, like, like you were saying about you know you were trying to do your part. I was just like, I'm not directly affected by this. Failcon financially, we were almost a part of the panel part uh, that, of course, fell through. But I was like, "There's, there's got to be some way we can give back." And I'm like, just giving a voice to the people who are screaming on Twitter right now, outside of Twitter, I think is is a good cause. And um, I don't have all the money in the world, so I can't buy from people, but I can help them boost their own product to our listeners. So anybody who's listening to our podcast, please go check out is is optimisticalstudios.com or is it just optimistical? Yep. Optimistical Studios. Optimisticalstudios.com and then on all of the social media it's just Optimisticals. Cool. All right. So follow them at Optimisticals on your favorite social media platform if you find them during a the search. And if you're looking for some like nerd uh geekdom, nerdum, geekdom jewelry, you can go ahead to optimisticalstudios.com and uh you can check out Adrian. And other than that, uh, this has been Wisma 40 Acres doing a quick interview with another dope vendor. Shout out to Wacomicon 2018. See y'all next year, hopefully in 2019. Uh, I, it was it was really fucking amazing. Okay, so it was, it was so fucking good. Yeah. All right. And uh, my, my feet were so tired, but I was so happy. It's it's a good pain, right? It's a it is is a well earned pain. It's not some old bullshit. It's, it's like, you know what? I had yeah. fun. So I'm cool with this. This is fine. And y'all, um, back to the regularly scheduled podcast. I highlight y'all hopefully with another interview. And we'll take it from there, all right? All right, y'all. Peace. Popped off the I'm a star and made I'm a god. It's always a situation when I'm involved. See, I say what they say when the mic is off. Yo, Harvey, that's enough, that's enough. Seeing someone rap with a MAGA hat is like seeing a runway model wear Crocs. It's just an odd look. I see you in the morning. This is way too much. I need a moment. No one man should have all that power. The clock's ticking. I just count the hours. Stop tripping. I'm tripping off the power. This shit is so...
It's it, I think I was that's gonna say disappointing, but not really. It's I was not. gonna say frustrating. I'm not disappointed with him. I am annoyed. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm annoyed. I'm not disappointed because I mean I could kind of expect this some dumb shit like this to happen. But it's very annoying. And I'm not just annoyed with Ye. I'm annoyed with all of the opinions surrounding his commentary. They still listen to his music. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> they like, still bump and put on and everything else under the sun I, I, t- I tell you what really annoys me and this I know some people aren't going to get this and that's completely fucking fine I am annoyed every time Kanye West does some shit somebody has to make a fucking rap song about it telling Con- or, or some type of song or poem telling Kanye what he needs to do to fix things. And I'm like, y'all really think Kanye paying attention to that shit that y'all saying about him? It's like, ooh, this girl wrote a rap about how Kim Kardashian's vagina is what broke Kanye West and he needed to get with a black woman. First of all, why are we blaming Kim Kardashian for breaking Kanye West? He was broken before he got with her. Second of all, I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear you trying to enlighten Kanye fucking West, dog. Like, Go and lighten the tree, nigga. It's fault that Kanye is fucked up. It's Kanye's fault. It's not. And also, y'all not enlightening no damn body when y'all do that. Like, when you're like, oh, Kanye needs to hear this. Nigga, you think he didn't hear it? He don't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck. Like, John Legend sent him a private <laughs> text message. And he shared it. it. He, he put sh- it public and still didn't give a shit. He shared it with the world. He <laughs> don't care. So you think some random student from college writing a rap to Kanye my thoughts on Kanye brother my brother when Jesus walked and you walked with him we walked with you but you seem to be lost now after your graduation see your late registration is not bringing you up to mark I mean Pablo but nigga shut up (laughs) don't nobody want to hear this shit and then people be like yo you hear this though this is real nigga (laughs) <laughs> fucking slam poetry, Kanye West, bruh. Nobody give a fuck. <laughs> Yeezy don't care. Yeezy don't care. Yeezy need to go take his fucking pills. That's what Yeezy need to do. And I don't even want to say that this, I don't even want to straight lean on that crutch of um, you know, him having like a, a mental breakdown and stuff. Because Kanye act like Kanye when he seemed to be living the great life. Okay, this is just a part of his character. And I think that he is lost as fuck right now because I don't think he has any confidence in anything he's doing. No, he doesn't. That's what it, I think that's what it is. This is him acting out because he don't have no fucking confidence. He don't sound grounded in none of the stuff he's saying. He don't sound like he believe none of this shit he feeding y'all. But people are taking this shit to heart and worse. Niggas are trying to actually explain his nonsensical shit. He ain't saying nothing that made no fucking sense since the MAGA picture started coming out on Twitter, bro. Like, but people steadily trying to explain that shit. See, what he meant when he said that y'all ain't had to be slaves for 400 years was, nigga, shut up. He ain't say shit. Nigga, shut up. Fucking explaining. Nobody asked you explain it to explain that dumb shit. Because he didn't say shit, and you ain't smart for trying to act like you understood. You ain't the fucking gay, whisp- gay whisperer. <laughs> not yay whisper. The motherfuckers think they the yay whisperer dog. Like matter of fact, that's now the title of this episode. Goddamn yay whispers. <laughs> out, of, out of everybody who who listened to this, everybody on this podcast, 
Kanye West fans, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did any of y'all we just broke down this nigga's whole discography like a month ago? Did any of y'all niggas think that he was saying any fucking thing when he started talking about slavery and shit or any part of that TMZ interview? If you mm-hmm. heard it. Wait, you mean did I take any of that shit seriously or something? Or Do like... you think he was actually saying any fucking thing? No, of course not. No, I think we're just talking to talk. I just thought he was off his pills. I said, oh, there you go. I tell you he what. Just looked, he, he just, he looked like he looked spaced out. He looked mm-hmm. manic. Like he just, I just said, oh, here we go. Yeah. Hey, hey, y'all hey. think Kanye gonna go flat earth anytime soon or not? Nah? Bro, he already did. <laughs> the, the fact that he hasn't done it is enough. For, it's like, it's just uh, surprise enough for I'm me right now. about that earlier because I, I, I was reading know. an article. And they were saying that flat earth people are trying to convince everybody that Australia isn't real. Wow. Hey, Wonga, how you feel about that? Josh Wonga, how, how do you feel about that, bro? Right, Let us know. Exactly. <laughs> You're not <laughs> real, sir. From imaginary made up land. I got this Guardians poster yeah. from you last year. This Guardians volume two poster from you, but you weren't real, sir. You were a figment of my imagination. No, no, no. He's an actor. See, he was hired by the British government to maintain this, perpetrate this lie of Australia so that the round earth people will try to convince you and obfuscate the truth my brother did you see about those two motherfuckers and i don't know where they are that are flat earthers or not flat earthers they're um hollow earthers no 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 what is the they they're like uh they believe that all of the crisis that happened all the terrorist crisis that happened in the country are orchestrated by the government and they use the same people crisis actor like uh i know that type of i don't know what you call them yeah it's it's basically like they they don't believe in the holocaust and they don't believe in slavery and Mm -hmm. they believe like all of the tragedies that what? happen in this country fall are fake crisis shit. Flag people. Yeah, and they actually go around and tell tell people that, like, they'll go to these people's funerals for their family. Like, if there's a school shooting, they'll go oh, to the funeral. those ones. I can't stand them fuckers. Not not Alex West, Rudolph, not not uh, West, not Westboro Church. That not no, them. Not them Alex Jones. Oh, not them. Yeah, I was gonna say those are, aren't those the ones that they'll protest and it'll be like a. Soldier's funeral. Yeah, 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 but I'm not talking about them. There's another group that that believes they're all crisis actors, or yeah, that they're not real. Uh, what's Alec Jones's show? Uh, uh, yeah, Infowars. Like he Infowars. does a little yes. bit. Some uh, other people do crisis uh, actors because they're down in Texas now. Yeah, and a couple a couple of them went down in Texas right uh, after that church got shot up. Yes, and oh, what and what they'll do is they'll stand outside. Let's say if your child got shot in a mass shooting, they will stand outside your house and be like, your child never existed and um, everything you're doing is fake. It really it really got famous after Sandy Hook because they're, they're parents from Sandy Hook who are, not, who are still being um, like abused by these people. Mm-hmm. And we're talking almost, what, five, six years later. Mm-hmm. They're still out there saying that your child never existed. Your child wasn't there. Stop lying about all this stuff. And they'll like stand outside the houses. They'll send mail to their houses. They'll call the houses all the time. That's some harassment. Parents, yeah, some of the parents have moved away. Let I'm my child die. Like let, let my let my child die in the shooting. We fighting, Bruh. Yeah, I'm. I'm, we, I'm yeah. And I'm, I'm gonna go to. I'm going to the judge, being like, yeah, uh, you do what you need to do. They come to my house and get them up the ass again. Yeah. 100%. You getting stabbed like cheaters. These fists are real. 
keep talking about my. Child. I was I was watching a documentary where they had this couple doing it, and they've been they're like they're notorious for this shit. And the guy, they finally yeah. like, oh somebody's mic is tripping out. They finally um caught him like putting up signs and posters, and were able to get him arrested. But this guy, this 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 preacher or this reverend's daughter had died in a shooting, and they were like in his face. You never had a daughter. She wasn't real. Yada yada yada. And I was like, boy, the temper of the the, the temperedness of this dude. Because I swear to God, I would smack them with a car. I would just get in my car and run them the fuck over. You gonna sit like you? I buried my daughter. I buried my child. And you in my face talking about my child wasn't real. It was a lie. Like, I can get, you know what? You can have all your government conspiracy bullshit. I don't give a fuck, you know, what you believe or whatnot. But what you're not going to do is speak ill of my dead child's name. Like, are you mother, man, you got to die, nigga. I will stab you like cheetahs. You got to go. I can't. I will feed you to some fucking sharks. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. You're just not gonna be saying them things and get away with it. Like, and I mean, and just nasty work. about it. Just nasty, like laughing at them. And oh my, I, I, I was watching it, and I was like, brother, if I was there with you, I whoop their asses for you. One, want my child? You ain't my reverend, but I'll beat them in the name of God for you. <laughs> and that shit ain't right that people can do that to people. That's crazy. I can't believe, and I can't believe they're getting away with that shit. Like, that is absolute harassment. It's a whole culture. Yeah, they'll say, like, uh, well, they'll stay out of harassment for the fact that they won't be yelling or won't be, like, incident violence, and they'll be on the public place. Mm-hmm. And that's how they, like, curtail that junk. But you're on, but, you're on private property. You're at my house. No, they'll they'll what they'll do is like they'll 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 be on the street, mm-hmm. just in front of your house. That street's public property, Mm-mm. and then, and and that's how they get away with that stuff. And again, I'm it's just saying so like I don't wrong. I don't I don't think anybody has truly fucked them up. Like I I take the time because I you know I I take my jump with the jury. <laughs> Damn my, right. child, my child was shot in the mass shooting, and this man, for months, a cause to be said that my child didn't exist. I won't convict you, nigga. I tell you that. <laughs> so so, yeah. I, so I popped him in his face. You know the good thing though, he's still alive, and my child ain't. <laughs> so, right. no, I ain't get look. I, I America ain't that just all the time, but I feel like hey, I got a good chance at that one. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Mm-mm. Sometimes, I mean, there's a few people that need to, honestly. Yeah, and and you know, violence isn't the answer, and blah blah blah. But some people really do need to get them hands. And and that's the that's a sad thing about the Kanye stuff because you being a prominent black man, you are now fueling the fire of these type of people. Mm-hmm. That's yep. what you. That's what you're doing. You're you're you. They, I, I can sit here, man, and say something that I truly believe in, right? Let's say I put a, I, I hit it up on Twitter. And I put something out, and I truly believe in it. But if my ass come up there, and the leader from the clan, 
and leave them on the alt-right. And all them motherfuckers like, yeah, agreeing with me. I'm going to go back and be like, okay. I, I, something went wrong. Somewhere yeah. my message got changed. <laughs> somewhere I did not convey exactly what I wanted because all the wrong people are saying, not, not, wrong. Just, not just one, only the wrong people are saying this is the shit. You know, I might say something and I might not hear it and y'all might look at me and be like, yo, Twan, I understand what you're trying to say, but this is how it came off, nigga. Like that's how you right, say. and I might be like, "Oh shit, I didn't know that." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't intend it, but I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You know, oh shit, like my fault. Like, you know, but you, he ain't saying that. You got people. There's some things you can say, and like, if alt right people agree with you, it's not that big of a deal. If I was like, "Yo, brisket is amazing. Brisket barbecue is amazing." Pretty much, a lot of people can get on board with that. We might not agree on anything else except that brisket is delicious. But if you're talking about some black shit and then the like people that explicitly hate black people are like, yeah, you're onto something, buddy. Chances are you didn't just change their mind. <laughs> nah. That shit is crazy, man. It's, Which it's, and, it's, I, and I think they're doing like they're using that platform of yay to first to further invalidate blacks in whatever way possible. It, it It's just it's like I don't care if that was your fucking intention, yay. This whole I'm free thinking shit while you opening your mouth and it sound like you free basin? By the way, the flat earth people also claim that they are free thinkers. Free thinkers does not mean correct thinkers. No, free thinkers mean somebody who is fucking lost and they're trying to find some shit and they do a whole lot of damn sad ass thinking about stuff. Yeah. No, free free thinking is like, you can't blame me for my thoughts because it's free. It was like, nah, man, like you're repeating a bunch like Kanye's not even good with it. He's repeat he's repeating like verbatim like shit that alt-right people and neo-Nazis and stuff like that people been saying. He's repeating that shit verbatim. Mm-hmm. He is hitting that good alt-right bingo and he's too slow to see it. And you have an influence. The the fact that I, I I work with kids and I have to explain to them that the earth isn't flat because they heard that 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 Shaq and Kyrie believe in that shit. You know what I mean? Like you have an influence. Niggas who whether fly around want, the world. Whether you want to or not, whether you say you don't or not, you have an influence and your voice carries a lot. I mean, like you ain't no he's not the only black person who says some shit about slavery or who insinuate we all look we all know a person who is insinuating man my black ass was in slavery that shit wouldn't happen you know what i mean we all know somebody that did it you probably got some people in your family that said that shit mm-hmm. and you look at them and you be like nah nigga that's dumb and it's insulting to your ancestors who went through so your ass could be here so that fucking insulting. insulting as fuck like nobody Me. talked about that. I didn't see a lot of people talking about that at all online. Like I'm sure people did, but not in my circles, which I thought was a bit disappointing. Like the f- fuck all this bullshit about if he, whether Kanye was making sense or not. What he said was insulting as fuck. Okay, and then a lot of people tried to compare this to the Killmonger shit. Listen, what Killmonger said at the end of Black Panther was, "Nigga, I'm fine with committing suicide like my ancestors did." That's that's all he said. It wasn't a fuck. He wasn't giving a fucking choice. There was no fucking choice. That nigga was dying anyway. 
Wait, wasn't a fucking was choice. Kanye Killmonger? Are you serious? Yes, because they try what? to relate. Like they, they try to act like, oh, y'all was cool with this. Nigga, listen, Killmonger basically was like, let me die like my ancestors who died because they knew what death was better than bondage. Like they didn't if 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 death is your only other option and I'm option quotation marks, you didn't have any fucking choices. Okay. Slave slaves did not have any fucking choices. If your choice was jumping off of a fucking ship and drowning or being eaten alive versus going to a country and being enslaved, you didn't have a fucking choice. And if y'all assholes had actually listened to what the fuck Kanye said, he didn't even correlate the two better, the, the, the two well. Niggas started off with 400 years ago. Uh, they were slaves for 400 years. Sounds like a choice. Literally, his next fucking sentence was we are programmed in our minds by the people he d- he didn't even make the fucking correlation he jumped from slavery to the prison system and like the mind of programmed people in society who feel like they can't speak up the two didn't even link together but somehow you middle managed motherfuckers jumped in there and decided that this must be what he's saying because that's what the fuck y'all believe and that's what a lot of people been doing with this and y'all do this shit all the time see i think what he was actually saying was this no motherfucker that's what you be thinking that's the shit you be thinking you be thinking and now you got a chance to voice it so you want to use Kanye and piggyback on his dumbass statement to make your dumbass statement. So your dumbass statement your shit, don't nigga. sound Stay as dumb. Your shit. And what I'm not, and this is okay. Here's the deal. The reason why slavery wasn't a choice is because people were tortured physically and mentally and emotionally. And like this whole like slavery was just like a mental prison. Like no, it was literally oh a physical prison God. as well as a mental prison. It was, it was fully. That was also it was a fucking prison, by, dog. Right. It was also reinforced by completely state-sanctioned violence. So, a like mental, quote-unquote slavery is a thing that exists. Like people can get, um, for lack of a better word, brainwashed or like conditioned into accepting circumstances but the reason or the like the 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 how of to getting to the point of being quote-unquote mentally enslaved normally requires that you be physically enslaved beaten tortured like psychologically repressed and all that shit that actually happened to people which creates the situation of where you can go i don't want to rebel or attempt to rebel because I know that the entire country is set up so that I will be in a position of subservience no matter where I go. But that doesn't get a stat. Like, it's not just black people going like, well, guess I'm just going to do this slavery thing. It's like, because if they just showed off the boat and were like, hey, be slaves now, then no, there might not be slavery. But bro, that whole journey was chains, breaking Go up. to an auction in chains, get beaten get tortured, get sold to someone in chains, stay in chains, work in chains, go to sleep in chains. And, and, and probably for your probably, entire life, your parents' that life. That just started on the slave life. ship. Yeah. It didn't but even you, start when they got off. Somebody, you're going to see somebody, though, who does try to get away. Mm-hmm. And you watch them get killed. Over and over again. You know what I mean? Like, you watch that happen. Or we don't talk about how 
there, there's families involved. So let's say I got a child and I want to run, and the master now, he's not going to beat me. He's going to beat my child. Or just murder my sell, child in front gonna, of he's me. He's going to sell my child off or something else. Like, for you to sit here and ignore that, like, and even go, going back to the to the Killmonger phrase, that, that even what he said isn't, he put it like, you know, we were like, we were faced with this choice and we were bold enough. He to put it like they did it out of pride and not yeah, fear. Like a lot of people did that out of fear. Fear. They didn't know where the fuck they were going. <laughs> and also what you what you're saying too, he's saying like, and that's why yo, that's why we all said it. And we said it when we already went over Black Panther, that you can you can like Killmonger as a villain, but the dude was a villain and he was misguided. That Illogical was as fuck. That was the whole point of his character. He was misguided. The hurt and the pain led him down the wrong road. Right. So if you already, because that's why I couldn't. I saw them T-shirts that be like Killmonger's right. I was like, no, he ain't. Let's back that shit up. <laughs> he wasn't right. But but y'all but y'all like to believe that because that's because that's the narrative. And I understand the narrative that you want to see. I understand the narrative that you want to be. It's the same narrative where y'all be like we all came from kings and queens. I'm like, no, the fuck we didn't. That just ain't how Nigga, people we were slaves man. too from we under the kings and queens. We all don't fucking come from kings and queens. That's like like when people say that. That's like. In in two or three generations from now, somebody like you know what man, we all came from millionaires. Like no the fuck you didn't, yeah, man. Yeah. I remember your granddaddy. He ain't had no money. Like so <laughs> that nigga couldn't afford a meal or ale. So yeah, the fuck but you talking it does, about? It doesn't mean you didn't come from good people. It doesn't mean exactly. you didn't come from 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 people who were strong and who were proud. Right. Because it takes a, it takes more strength to sit there and be like I'm gonna be in the system because my my child. I'm gonna make sure my child's life yep. is better. Because right. I'm here, you know what I mean. So for you to sit here as a black person right now and to shit on that, where you're literally standing on the fucking shoulders of these people who went through this shit, shit that you can't believe. You go out there, look, we cops are killing us right now. I don't agree with that shit, but I do know when I go out there and protest, right? There's some semblance of safety that I have. There's some I know that I can sit here to a point. And stuff is not going to go down. Where back then, your ass couldn't say a word out of turn and you could get killed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, you, y- y'all don't fully fucking understand how quick it was. And these people didn't 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 fret about killing you. They didn't sit there like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh, I, I got to hide something. I got to do all this stuff. They're like, no, nah, I killed the nigga today. Shit. Just like now I, gotta I killed go, the bug. Now I got to go buy another one. <laughs> I always get these niggas that want that want a buck, but I'm gonna break them in when I can. Mm-hmm. Like this shit was crazy, and for anybody to sit there and say to look back and say that shit didn't happen or that shit was a choice and stuff like that, like that shit is wrong. And the fact that y'all listen to Kanye when this niggas already told y'all this nigga don't read books, <laughs> this nigga don't read books, this nigga don't read books, this nigga ain't read Go Dog Go. He ain't read Hop on Pop. This nigga say. <laughs> no, my, 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 I'm sorry. This nigga don't read book. That's what that nigga say. <laughs> he he say don't book. read book. Your ass reads books. Your ass has seen some books. Your ass has read some pamphlets. This nigga like, I don't read shit. But y'all like, yeah, that, that nigga be knowing, though. Like he, he, couldn't, he didn't even have a complete thought. Like he the whole time, it was just nothing but rambling, rambling, rambling. Like, how could you even 
co-sign somebody that can't even give you like one complete sentence without switching it to something else. Hi, this is some random black chick, and you're listening to Where's My 40 Acres. I don't know how to sound black and ghetto.